custom. Wait, it's already started. Yeah, I know, but that's a different one. Oh, ready? Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. To another episode. To another episode. Of Driving to the Res. Of Driving to the Res. Of Driving to the Res. <laughs> of Driving to the Res. With your favorite hosts. With your favorite hosts. Inelia. Inelia. And. And. Larry. Larry. <laughs> Good rehearsal. Good. Did I do your American accent right? Working at it. Working at it. Working okay. at it. Working at it. Yeah. When you get your working at it worked, then you will have succeeded. Okay. Okay. What do we have for today? Today I wanted to tell a story. You do? Yes. Hmm. There's a reason, though. Okay. A couple of reasons. One of them is, well, you know, you've been uh, talking about build, find your tribe. Yes. For yes, quite some time now. Yes. Not just me. Well, right? Yeah, just you. No, just me. Uh, the, There's the others ho- too. The Hopi elders have been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a while. So when you say, and this is what we found to be important. In 2019, I said it. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay. not talking about the date is important. Okay. What I'm saying is what we have found to be important. Right. Is defining what you mean clearly. Yes. When you say something, it communicates something. Yes. And then somebody... Absorbs it, and then they convert it in their inside, and it means oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes something completely and utterly different. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> and so it takes a, sometimes for a simple term, it takes a little bit of exhaustive description for what you mean by what you say to reset those gears so that the data gets through. Correct. I think there's. There are a lot of psychological reasons, physical reasons, spiritual reasons, well, human reasons, incarnation reasons, tons of reasons why mm-hmm. when we receive it data mm-hmm. emitted verbally by a mouth <laughs> or read, you know, textually, yeah. we convert that to something else that reaffirms our reality. Yeah. A lot of reasons for it, right? Yes. But I think... Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I think if you say it enough times in enough different ways and define your terms, you can get your meaning through. That's what I've been doing, like, for as long as I remember. Just saying the same thing, literally saying the same thing over and over again. Right. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes that helps, and I think that's one of the tactics the, uh, I guess it's the power over others structure uses to affirm a reality or Mm-hmm. Create a generate an automatic response, yeah. or set a set an unconscious program that takes everything that you hear and then filters it through that and then ex- absorbed as the way that they would like you to absorb it. Yeah. So when we say find your tribe, what do you actually mean? Mm-hmm. Because some people would consider that to mean well, find out where I came from genetically. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Aboriginal society do I have genetically in me that I need to go, uh, you know, find? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's what you mean. That's not what I mean. Oh. So uh, can you tell us what you mean to find your terms? Well, I think actually I know that you know what I mean, but I think you're looking for clarification for the rest of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think I know what you mean, but yeah. I would like to find out if I think... I know what you mean is actually what you mean also. 
Do you want to say what you think I mean? And then I can say, yeah, that's it or not. That's not it. Well, the ways that I would say it would be like, find your soul family. Mm -hmm. And that means something to me, but I'm sure that if I just say that, that is also interpreted a thousand ways from Sunday. It is, yeah. So how will you describe find your tribe? So to me, the definition of a tribe is a group of individuals mm -hmm. who start thinking as a we rather than an I, me, and myself. Um, these groups function most efficiently if they are, the people are within like, say, 20 minutes from each other so that they can actually physically be there for each other. Let's say you want to move. You're, you're fixing your garden and there's a big rock, right? By yourself, it's really hard to move that rock out of the way mm -hmm. or somewhere because it's all pretty. You want to put it somewhere like in the front of your house or something, but you can call up your tribe and they go, yeah, 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 I'll come over. And then you have three or four other people to move that rock with. And at the end of the, 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 the get together to move the rock, you can share a meal together or a nice conversation or a cup of tea. Right. And then everybody goes home. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have to be in the same house or the same land. Um, but it is something that, you know, you, you do things together. Like, for example, you could have a school together, right? You could have a school together. Oh, sorry. PB. Come here, PB. She wants up. <laughs> yeah. She'll just uh, start squawking if you don't. Yeah. So you could have a school together and that would be a tribe that you have your schooling children or, you know, adults together. Um, you could have an interest-based tribe, like say, for example, you're an artist. So a whole bunch of artists getting together. I think that we're going also from, or lawyers for that matter, right? Um, we're going from, because we're a bunch of long wolves. We're going from a virtual get together and that's good too, getting virtually together to share ideas or to be there for each other, to being physically close because I think the physically close that you can reach somebody within a few hours or minutes, um, it's important because our physical bodies, they need that contact and often we need that like positive interaction at a physical level, like for the example of the rock in the garden, right? The You need physical people there. Virtually people can go, yeah, I'm sending all your intent and strength and stuff, but actually you need muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Muscle power. So that's like the 10 people in 10 miles type of a... Yeah. Heard before. That's a yeah. thing I've heard. Yeah. I can't remember where we heard that, but it's saying make... That's a Get saying. to know 10 people <clears throat> in your area. But... It's very, it's similar, but you want those 10 people, I mean. Not just any 10 people. No, exactly. You don't want the crackhead down the street, right? So. Well, you might, there's a lot of not, you don't want down the streets. Of, I mean, in your tribe. But that's the part that gets tricky. Bit. Yeah, the kind of tribe. What kind of tribe, what right? We're tribe? talking about Native American tribes. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of crackheads in that one. No, there ain't. There is too. Well, there's just as many as is in others. Mm. Well, they were particularly well, targeted. Well, sure they were targeted. Yeah, so okay. I think there's more because they were particularly targeted, especially the sensitive ones. 
Okay. Um, the healing lineages, the shamanic lineages, those were all targeted. So, not to go into the victim-aggressor cycle. Okay. Let's just go back to, these are sovereign choices, right? Those people also have the choice not to go down that path. Um, but yeah, so for me, finding your tribe, joining your tribe comes in different levels. There's a virtual level for sure mm -hmm. that's important for us because oftentimes we need to tap into that higher frequency energy. And yes, the tribes that I would join would be high frequency tribes as in we're not involved in drama or battle or any type of feeding the beast Right, the feeding the beast by, but when I say that is feeding the low frequency uh, reality experience on the planet, the paradigm. Right. So, uh, for me, joining a tribe would mean that it would mean uh, also that I'm interested in these people. Right. It's not just any random high frequency person either. For me personally, I want to be interested in them, and. Because otherwise, I would just not want to hang out with them. So it's like people that I like to hang out with, that I find interesting, would be part of that tribe. But also, it's like, yeah, I need, I need help with a project or even start projects together, right? And that type of thing. So there could be people. We often, as people, are part of many, many tribes. And I remember when you brought in the question of soul families mm -hmm. about 10 years ago. 10 years ago, easy. Yeah. And I said, well, here's the thing. The biggest myth that's being propagated right now on Earth is that you're only part of one soul family. So it's like make or break. You know, you find your soul family and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. However, there are billions of soul families that you're part of. And you can come and go and put a certain one in focus and then another one not so much in focus. Do you see? So there's soul families in the universe, in the multiverse actually, many universes, there's soul families. And you can move in and out of their interest. And actually you can leave some all together and you can join new ones as well. So from that perspective, it's translating to that into the human collective experience. Then it's a little bit the same. It's like we, we're very much, um, geared to being programmed into us versus them. So the, the mythological belief or even like the created belief that's quite modern. So if you're part of one tribe, you can't be part of the other one. However, you know, from the Native American perspective that, for example, the canoe, uh, get togethers with the Mecca tribe. It was like lots and lots of tribes get together, right? And that's part of a larger community, a larger tribe, we could say, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's like that, right? And that's been happening for thousands of years. So they, they, they go in the canoes and they go and visit each other and exchange goods and whatever, get to know and visit with your brothers and sisters and cousins that are married into other tribes and even find husbands and wives or for your children, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like that. It, uh, it's more like that and you can come come go back and forth and you know it's it's larger it's bigger it's not just like you're part of one tribe and you can't talk to anybody else and you can't connect with anybody else or you can't be interactive with anybody else or you can't get you can't support anybody else or you can't get support from anybody else right any other tribe so i think that's part of it i think that's part of it 
for me, finding your tribes with plural, right? We've been saying find your tribe because for us long wolves, we usually don't even have one. Not even one. <laughs> so you start with one and then you expand from there. And you can also create tribes. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I mean. Know your people. <clears throat> hmm. It's, it's like a lot of filters there. Mm -hmm. And those filters, it's like... Um, Sometimes, in some ways, I could hear one of the filters, and then I disqualify someone because they're not going to pass. They haven't passed through the filter right now, mm -hmm. even though it's probably true that they may pass through the filter later. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm not going to um, join a person in my tribe, so to speak, who lives to twenty hours away, mm -hmm. but they may move closer. Mm -hmm. yeah. So why wouldn't I? Right. So there's a, when you say find your tribe, you mean something. And, um, some of the things are filters, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But some of the things aren't. Right. Some of the things are just, these are who you want in your tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess those are filters too, right? Yeah. So would you have a list or how would you do it? I mean, when a, when somebody listens to it and hears it say, find your tribe, then you say, okay, that sounds good, but what do you even mean? First of all, okay, now I think I understand what you mean. I'm still a little bit fuzzy, honestly. You do? Yeah, I think that we traveled down a road and we went into a spiral, popped into another galaxy, <laughs> went out of our bodies a bit, and then we landed back here and we're talking about canoe families traveling up the coast, meeting each other and finding wives. And trading, but I don't think that's what we need. <laughs> we got lost on the road. <laughs> Find your tribe. What does it mean? Let's try and condense it a little bit. Because once you find out what it means, then our next question would be how do you do it? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I want. First of all, find your tribe. Find one of the things people that, that you, know, you want to hang out with. Find people you want to hang out yeah. with. Right. Yeah. And what if you don't want to hang out with people? That's the lone wolf itis. Well, exactly. So, so how do you find your tribe if you don't want to hang out with people? People who don't offend you. <laughs> <laughs> and people who are okay, you know, if everybody's in the kitchen laughing and giggling and cooking and whatever's, they're okay if you're sitting in the next room by yourself. And they're perfectly fine. They'll bring you food when they're done, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But you're there for them, they're there for you. You know? That's a relationship you establish over time, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it's okay to try out different tribes and if you don't gel then you move on, it's fine. Mm. You don't you don't get stuck or somewhere. And I find often that let's say a person um joins a tribe and then they connect with one or two people yeah. and and not the rest, and they they leave that tribe, but they're still in touch with that one or two people, you know, mm -hmm. and that they form a new tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can say, not define new, separate. The, let's from. just define the word tribe. What do you mean by tribe? Group of people who are there for each other. Okay, a group of people who are there for each other. Yeah. So find a group of people who can be there for you, and you can be there for them. Yeah. 
All right, that makes sense. And some of the things that make you available to be there for each other are proximity lo- ge- geographically. Geographically, So at yes. least an intent mm-hmm. to move or be in the same vicinity I geographically. I would say so, yeah. At the moment, yeah. And like I, I said, virtually it, not, it doesn't yeah. necessarily true, but for some, yes. That's why you're part of multiple tribes, not just one. Okay. You can be part of lots of virtual tribes through interest, but you should also aim to have a local physical tribe. Have you noticed that? That you can have a a virtual tribe group kind of thing that's a little bit, you know, nice and tight and for each other, helping each other, there for each other, and there, you know, that whole connection type of a thing. But there is no physical part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you actually do go to the physical part of it, it's kind of like, Ooh, well, I prefer you virtually, actually. Mm-hmm. That can happen. What's that about? I don't know what that's about. I mean, start psychoanalyzing things. You'll be here sitting down forever, and it's not going to fix anything. I'm not psychoanalyzing. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting that there is a difference. So part of uh, gathering physically, is there a, is it superior in some way, having a physical mm. group? Or a virtual group, doesn't matter? No, they're different. That's what I'm saying. Don't talk about a group. Talk about groups. Talk about tribes. Some are compatible with certain things in your life and some are compatible for others. Mm-hmm. But it is important right now to start doing physical location tribes also. simply from the fact of that we are here to create a new paradigm experience. And you're going to need physical actions to do that. New governance, new educational system, new work, new food systems, mm-hmm. new transport systems, and all those are physical things. Yep, they are. Yeah. So find your tribe isn't just physical, but it is also physical. Yeah. And so find your tribes, I guess we call it an S. Yeah. Some of the ways to find your tribes are to, I guess, try. One first thing is try. Try them out. I'd rather, I'd like to try to find my tribe. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways is you meet people mm-hmm. through the social places. Mm-hmm. But the people who listen to Driving to the Res probably don't go looking at the bar. No. <laughs> to go find people to hang out with. Although that was a way. It used to be. In the past, mm-hmm. yeah. Or dance clubs. Right. Or what, what are some of the other things? Mm. I think in the past to have been um, who you went to school with. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be people who would be your your tribe. Yeah, yeah. Or people in college you went to college with. Or that you work with at the same jobs. Those are your tribes. These are ones that basically you meet people because, you know, you're in the proximity of them. Yes, proximity. And you had an experience of time and space, job, school, whatever that you share. Mm-hmm. So if one of the things that you find in finding your tribe is shared experiences, mm-hmm. right? Yep. What is that? What is that? What is that? The shared experience creating connection. Well, you're stuck with them for a long time. If you go to school, you have to sit next to them. Go to work, you have to be with them every day. So it's a little bit like arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you may not like them so much when you first get together, but you, you get to know grow, them eventually. Yeah. You get accustomed over time. Yeah. But those are not necessarily good tribes to put your attention on. Oh. Because they might have contained people who are really 
subscribing to like that paradigm, drama, victimhood, and all these type of things. Right, that's the point. So that's the kind of the point with yeah. uh, what we're talking about, driving to the res. Find your tribe. We don't mean to find your power brothers tribe, your light dark tribe, your whatever tribe. Mm-hmm. There's a few filters to start out with, right? Yeah, exactly. So when you go looking for them, it may or may not be at your work. Right. You may or may not find your tribe at your work. Right. Your tribes. Your tribes. Okay, well, we'll just exhaust the tribes thing. Mm. We'll just always say tribes now. Find your tribes. Sure. Why not? Well, because it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I got more resistances. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's more accurate though. Find your tribes. Alrighty. Yeah. So we can find our tribes. It's good exercise. Yes. Because that stops the little firewall between I need to find the perfect one. It's kind of like, unless I find the perfect and only X, Y, Z, I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which is the first firewall to doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. In our experiences, finding our tribes, we've ended up with a lot of pets. Uh, Do pets count as part of your tribes? No. Five dogs, three, two cats, what, four, twenty-five chickens, ravens, crows. We do have a tribe of animals. If they're not tribes. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Have you seen it? Look at his eyes of PB. Come on now. Oh, She could be a part of your tribes. Oh, you're part of our tribe. She yes. thinks she is. She totally is. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying, though, is pets are a part of your tribes. It's a good step out of Lone Wolf. Pets? No. No? It's the opposite. <laughs> okay. If you surround yourself with pets, it means that you don't have any need for human contact. <laughs> It's the opposite. Oh, gosh. Yes. So don't use animals as a substitute? No. Just period? Mm-hmm. But you can have animals, of Oh, course. yeah, of course. I don't but, understand the connection between tribes and animals, quite honestly. Well, the, uh, you made the obvious connection, sweetheart. I did? Yes, that some people will substitute animals for people. Oh, right. Yeah. Animals for a husband, animals for a wife, animals for kids, animals for... People, basically. Because I think, I think animals, we're in the kids one. Oh, uh, well, okay. We got a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have eight human kids. Eight human kids and, and uh, uh, 20 or so. Or 30. Animal kids. Animal kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Hmm. So, the moral of that story was, um, finding your tribes doesn't mean getting a bunch of animals. No. Okay. But you can have animals, but don't substitute <laughs> it. Don't substitute it, no. Okay, so it needs to be human animal, human people. Human animals, yes. <laughs> okay, good. Now, um, one of my, you know, past experience of finding your tribe was looking for soul family connection in yes, a sense. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ended up a bit sideways. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was positives and negatives. There was great times and not so great times. There was revelation and there was discovery mm-hmm. and there was adventure and there was definitely journey mm-hmm. experience. It was pretty interesting. It, I mean, it crashed and tumbled and exploded. 
<laughs> yeah, and are they your soul family still? Probably you could say literally yes, but not that. Uh, How literally yes? They have a shared experience in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in that you are actually part of every single. Yes, and that you are actually on, part on of every planet. Uh, planet. Yeah, that part. Okay. Yeah. Don't uh, physically hang out anymore. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, occasionally catch up on what's been up to type of a connection. Mm. Interested enough to like observe, but not interested enough to like Engage. go to the wedding. Right. Right. Yeah. Or be invited even. Yes. <laughs> you can, don't get invited to weddings. Don't get invited or get asked to go or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like a, a dissolved relationship type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that, that is strange if you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, soul family dysfunction, I guess we call it. Mm-hmm. But the frequency of the, I guess, the frequency of it was a bit off for where we ended up. I don't know how to say any of that. I don't really so you hang out it. with some group of people that you thought you gelled with and were we supporting each other, and we were, yeah, certain frequencies and Not stuff, yeah, right, yeah, and then who you would have you said I found smart. your tribe. Then yeah. you found you got street smart. You found that there was actually predators in that group, and yeah, you've been taking taking advantage of it. So we're being taken advantage there of. There were predators, and there were victims. Yes, and then you realize, wait, uh, I don't actually, really want to be a tribe of. Victims and aggressors. aggressors, and actually, these people are not that interesting. They're not really my tribe. You moved on, kind of like that. Yeah, they did too. Yes, because we decided we didn't want we didn't do a different game. Right, everybody moved to a different game. Yeah, and that was the end of that. So, so it was more like a group of friends hanging out. No, it wasn't. A tribe. Okay, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 we all lived together. How did we... they support you? And all the ways that people support each other and mentally, physically, emotionally, and in a facilitating process of exploring. Uh Through pain? Not all pain, no. Not all pain? some pain. pain. (laughs) It's like, go to bed, you guys. No, it wasn't, no, it was a, it wasn't pain. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of pain involved. At the end, it was painful. Uh Okay. Yeah. So what state were you frequency-wise when you were hanging out with these people? Um, open to adventure. And, and uh, willing possession, maybe? Possession? Yeah. How much alcohol were you drinking? No, none, none of significance. No, how, how significant is significant? One or two beers, one or two... A day? No, once or twice, a, once a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not there was no alcohol involved in the it wasn't an alcohol tribe tribe no because no. you've been in those too huh? oh yeah I had plenty of those yeah so you th- you reckon you were not possessed in any way or form mm, no I didn't feel like possession huh do a possessed person know they're being possessed if they look back on it yeah I'm yeah. sure they could see it from the past yeah. from the future. Yeah, because yeah. the actions that they take maybe might not be their own, or they don't understand their actions. So, do you, you have no situations where you couldn't understand your actions when in that part of your life? No, not necessarily when you were with them, but generally speaking, during that time. 
No, but it did feel like an orchestration to find a way to dissolve a other relationship, the one that was a possession relationship, mm-hmm. the one with a, what would you call it? Um. So basically you were involved in negative possessive kind of possession type things, right? I wasn't uh, that I was aware of, and not yeah. with that group of people, but yeah. with my other relationship, you know. Yeah. Don't really want to talk about so, who. Right, so what I'm trying to get to here, and the point I'm trying to make in these questions, mm-hmm. is that when you were involved with those people and in that situation, your frequency or your discernment and your control of your life wasn't exactly high frequency. So yes, we can form alliances with people in all sorts of different frequencies and we can have and join tribes that are different frequencies and experiences. But I wouldn't go as far as to call them soul family connections, right? Because for example, you had a very, very deep connected relationship with several people when you were in the Coast Guard for four years. Right, even the organization itself, you were deeply embedded into it. However, would you call that your soul family? I wouldn't characterize it like you said. I found that I wasn't a part of it from the minute that I ended up realizing what it was, which is right after boot camp. I mean, the boot camp process was fun. Looking back on it, not in it. Looking back on it, I was like, hey, that was kind of an adventure. It was like going to summer camp with Mm -hmm. strong rules. Mm-hmm. But it's like summer camp never ended. I got done with summer camp and went to do what we were trained to do. And I found that, oh, this isn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. And so I never really latched onto it. But you did. At a physical level and several other levels, you were latched in. Well, I was literally legally yeah. latched in, but yeah. I wasn't um emotionally identified as latched in, you know. Mm-hmm. That... Boot camp part faded off and I got a job right away in a restaurant cooking mm-hmm. pizzas. And that was more of an outlet and soul family than the Coast Guard. Okay, let's have a look at the pizza place then. Okay. You say more look of a soul family connection there. Right. Food, creating food, generating food, feeding people. Mm-hmm. Those That was a shared connection mm-hmm. point that did feel true. Right. And the Coast Guard one was a facade. Mm-hmm. That was corrupted, mm-hmm. is how it felt. A corrupted facade. You weren't, you weren't, well, you were literally not permitted to be yourself. You mm-hmm. actually had to be what they said they, what they programmed you to be. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, <clears throat> would you say that that soul family or the pizza place was similar to the soul family that you traveled with a few years ago on a spiritual quest? Um, say that question again. Would you say this is a similar bond of soul family of the a spiritual, pizza? yeah, pizza place? Yeah, or because it dissolved, because it actually didn't have that great deal of importance. It just had a shared experience time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so at the pizza place, the connection was like, okay, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And at the soul family travel the West Coast, it felt like, okay, we're home together. We don't know what home together means. We're going to explore different ways and see what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, in a way, an orchestration to, and it, it in effect, 
it started the dissolution process of my old home family mm-hmm. life. So um, what I'm getting at here is that the usually when we say our soul family, mm-hmm. we indicate a group of people that we are in a spiritual journey with mm-hmm. rather than some people that we work with and that we gel together really well when we're working in that pizza place. Yeah, right? when I, yeah, when I say soul family, I meant, and I mean, um, people that you have strong already. It's like, I know you. Mm-hmm. I already know you. I only just met you, but I already know you. I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done experienced lives together. Mm-hmm. We uh, do it on a repeat basis. So you know kind of who you are and what you are mm-hmm. and what you're about. It's just like a, nor- a natural, or I don't know if you call it natural, it feels like an automatic affinity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just to add a little bit more there, the, that soul family that you're talking about um, told me that I was part of that soul family. Mm. And other soul families, in fact, that they call themselves soul families around the planet also, wrote to me or contacted me to say, hey, we looked into it and we've discovered that you're part of our soul family. Mm-hmm. So what do you say about that? Well, you're, you've said you're part of every soul family, so I don't think that's uh, odd. And the first time I saw you, I thought that you were definitely connected to me in some way. Mm-hmm. And there was yeah. no doubt in my mind that that affinity felt like presence. Mm-hmm. It's like a presence, and I draw and a pull to connect right so that's exactly what i was wanted you to look at because basically when we're looking at soul families this is the what we call the different connection point Mm -hmm. and that connection point can happen for different reasons Mm -hmm. right and we are part of multiple multiple soul families and we there is one actually just human earth is a soul family right Mm -hmm. human living experiencing earth is a soul family from that perspective, you are linked at that level with every single human being on planet Earth. Now, there's other connections that we're talking about, which is interest or frequency journey connections, right? And they're not necessarily all high frequency. Right. Some of those connections can be very low frequency, very, very low frequency. Right. Well, that's definitely true. And one of the things that I did not understand in the past is I figured a soul family connection was going to be high frequency, but... Yes. That doesn't turn out to be true. Exactly, right? So this is a really important point um, because often people think and they have that affinity and connection and everything and they get really, really connected with somebody or a group of people and then six months down the road they realize, wait, these people are involved in some really dark games or like very low frequency engagements, but they're my soul family, so I have to stick with them and see this through and maybe get them out of there. Right. So that is the trap. That's a light worker trap. Yep. You're right. So as you educate yourself as soul families, realize that your connections are actually your creation. Mm-hmm. You decide. One person is not more importantly of a higher, whatever, more connected, more important soul family than another, except from your perspective. And that perspective, if you have got low frequency engagements, including drinking a few beers a week, which puts you into an alcohol possession type dynamic, that, and I'm just, that's just an example. There's other dynamics that are possessive as well, like possession, open to possession. Um, 
like fear, for example, or low frequency items, uh, such as, um, jealousy or other things. But anyways, those are your creation, your perception, and those can be manipulated to trap you. And those are often manipulated to trap light workers because they're so loyal. Light workers are loyal bunch. Mm. And it's like no leave no man behind, you know, that mm-hmm. type of energy. Oh yeah. And that's highly exploited, highly exploited. Totally. And you mentioned how you felt about the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. even the name Coast Guard, right? Such a light worker trap. Very, very pulls you in, right? Yeah, but they didn't say coast killers. Exactly. <laughs> they don't say coast killers or coast battlers or coast warriors, battlers. coast warriors, you know. Coast shoot up the bad guyers. Yeah. But that's yeah. exactly what they're expected to do very often, right? Get very into often. the middle of battles and stuff. So in that sense, it's important to realize that when we talk about our soul family, you have to realize that includes the entire planet. And there's a lot of people in this planet right now who have chosen a different reality to you and you really need to let them go because that's their free will choice. That's their free will choice. And you hanging on to them is not helping them at all. And, the vi- and vice versa, right? So that's why we can and we have the ability and capacity to look and see in our soul families that we choose and our perception changes through our growth and expansion of awareness. We then have the freedom to choose Okay, where, what soul group do we want, do I want to form with whom and mm-hmm. how much focus and attention do I want to put there? Yep. Right. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. That's what tribes yeah. are. Exactly. That's what the tribes you're speaking about are. Yeah. And sometimes you do get involved in a very low frequency tribe, mm-hmm. right? Happens. And then you get connected and you still connected with them years later. And it's like, what do you do with those connections? And that's your choice. Do you want to release those connections or do you want to keep them? Right? That's, that's your choice. And what level of connection do you want to stay there? It's like, I can think of a one we might call a, a soul tribe that I was, um, decided to connect very deeply at. Mm-hmm. And it was a very warrior type energy, right? In fact, it was like all these kids that we were told we were going to be superheroes as kids, right? Right, right. Um, some people have heard of it. I mean, the cousin, a cousin of the organization is the, um, what's, what are they called? The, uh, um, MK Ultras, right? Right. Um, but we dissolved and we moved on with our lives, but I can still tap into them anywhere on the planet. And see and scan to see whether how they're doing, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do, and they yeah. feel it because we were all very very psychic kids. You know that was the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that connection wasn't created for a high frequency reason, and those relationships were not high frequency relationships, except the bond that we created because that was artificially created for our own survival and for us to be used as a tool by the military. So in that sense, are they still my most vocal, um, most important soul family or are they my true soul family for the existence of in the universe? What do you think? Mm, no, probably not. No, right? No, maybe at the time it felt like it once in a while. Yeah, exactly. You know? And for a time it was yeah. that 
that's basically the point, which is that focus. Yeah. You point that focus. Right. And you're actually the chooser of the focus point. Exactly. So you're the chooser of the soul family, not the mm-hmm. soul family is the thing and you finding it. Exactly. You're the chooser of it. Exactly. So you don't need to find your soul family. You choose your soul family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you create it. Yes. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big realization, huh? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so from that point, which I think is a really good exclamation point, finding that mm-hmm. means what are you going to point your attention at Yeah. to find your tribe? Or you could say find your soul family, or you could find find your friends, or you could say find your Sometimes people quote real family or mm-hmm. <laughs> your family or yeah. your uh, bears. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you can use whatever word. See that bush wiggling? Somebody keeps saying hi in the corner over there. Really? <laughs> that fern? I don't it see goes it like right this. <laughs> We're looking at the yard right yeah. now, but if you're listening on audio. Yeah. And, and there's a fern out there waving, waving. like a Sasquatch do. Oh, yeah, I see it. Look at oh, it that's go. totally crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's totally crazy. There's somebody standing there watching. Yeah, they are. There's like, bring yourself in. Come on. All the other bushes are moving a little bit, but that one this is one's just swinging like, side to side. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Look that's at it go. Crazy. No, oh it's like gosh. this far. <laughs> yeah, it's Sasquatch to do that. That's <laughs> really good. Alrighty. And they stopped. <laughs> I just call that confirmation. Yep. So uh, your focus will be on, if you're listening to this, uh, high-frequency tribe. Yes. Which means another whole set of words, high-frequency. What even does that mean? Because high-frequency is a word, but where's the line of high and low-frequency mean? Mm-hmm. Where's that at? The easiest way to define it, generally speaking, is by what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Because by what it is, is a universe of things. And what it isn't are uh, the power over other things. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a set of words that you would use to describe it that aren't what it isn't? Um, yeah. I, I To me, they're inspiration, a frequency of inspiration, connection. A sovereignty uh, co- Sovereignty, co-creation. Uh, interest in, and um, exploration. Uh, yeah, there's, and within just those words, yes. there's a whole universe, a whole universe of things. Of things it's to huge, look at. huge. It expands our awareness, it expands our band of experience, not just on Earth, but in the universe, so broad. I mean, it expands us so much from where we are right now. I can now, feel it when I tap into it. Just tap into it if you're listening. Tap mm-hmm. into that, that broad, expanded something. Experience. And you life. feel the limitless of the lightness and the limitness, limitlessness yeah. of that. Yeah. So it's our band of experience just expands tremendously when you take out the tiny little fear bit that anchors us in a very, very narrow band of experience. That is it. It's a very narrow band of experience. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So that's, I guess, one of the first filters of finding your tribe is high frequency. Yeah, totally. And then uh, 
I was, yeah, I'd recommend that. I would recommend that. <laughs> so how do you uh, measure someone's frequency? Um, do I measure another person's frequency, you mean? Yeah, how do you measure if they're high frequency or not? Generally speaking, what I do is look at, you know, you can't, I personally cannot do it like overnight. Mm. I need time. And mostly because I have my default is to see the higher self, the expanded awareness of a person. Yeah. And most people that I've met on the planet are light beings. So even if I walk down a busy street, I see light being, light being, eternal divine, eternal being, you know, eternal divine being on everybody is huge light, huge light. And it took me a while and some, a lot of training to start seeing the BS, right? The belief systems mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that people cover themselves up in to have limited low frequency experiences. And it's still a little bit hard for me to see that. So. Usually I will accept somebody with open arms, but then often after a few days or even weeks, sometimes months, I will start to perceive their other stuff, their low frequency programs, usually from victimhood, like when people blame others for everything, all of their experiences. They're not only in victimhood, but they're giving away their power to others, right? Dictating that others control their existence on earth. And to me, that's a very low frequency state to be in, right? Oh, yeah, it's my mom's fault that I X, Y, Z. Actually, you know, in it's your fault because you said X, Y, Z and you made my life hell. You know, that type of energy and interaction to me is extremely low frequency. And usually when that happens, I just say bye bye. You know, it's like I'm not interested in having a connection with this individual. Um, another one is to put me, yeah, like, apart from putting me, In the aggressor part, they try to make me, others will try to make me a victim. So they attack or they insult and then this and then, yeah, not interested in getting that engagement, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, like the frequency of the person will come out eventually. Um, If I hang out a lot with them, it usually comes out sooner rather than later. And it's uh, extremely unpleasant. So... Because I chose to hang out with high-frequency people, right? Mm -hmm. So the frequency, what's a high-frequency person? Usually they're sovereign. They're actively working on expanding their awareness. Mm -hmm. They're not into victimhood. They don't blame others for anything. They're not moaners Mm -hmm. and complainers. (laughs) And they don't try to make me their aggressor or their victim. Or their savior. Or their savior. Or anything. It's like they're just interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're interested in interesting high frequency things. Like so if, if they're they're not interested. Some people find drama interesting, I don't. So to me drama is a low frequency engagement, is usually got to do with anger and fear and sadness and blood and suffering and victim aggressors and all these type of enslavements and oppression and all that stuff. Drama, right? And to me, those are low-frequency engagements that I'm not interested in. High-frequency engagements, exploration, expansion of awareness, uh, inspiration, um, creativity of beauty, and beauty in experience, not just items, like a beautiful meal or a beautiful conversation or a beautiful shared experience of a sunset or, um, you know, just beauty all around. 
Yeah, so it's clearly a subjective thing. Mm -hmm. How you measure someone's frequency is subjective, but clearly, again, defined um, in the sense of exclusion. This excludes it from mm -hmm. high frequency. Not High frequency includes a lot of things, but it doesn't include this. Exactly. And that list of things isn't actually it's very not long. It's not big. It's not big The list of things that it doesn't include are not very many things. Right. But those are the things that absolutely don't exist in it. Right. That's, in a sense, the definition of a high-frequency paradigm, the new paradigm, light paradigm, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They don't include a few things. And so when you're looking for a high-frequency individual, they don't include a few things. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they may have some ten. You know, we're not like a, um, what is the word? Perfect in every way. Already fully light in the middle of a light dark split. There's probably plenty of little Klingons on most of our selves and friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. They have some tendencies to uh, not backslide, but you know, have habits. Mm -hmm. But they're as you said, working on expanding their awareness and uh, excluding the lower frequency engagements from their field. Yeah, it's like a lot of my tools will teach to be responsive rather than reactive. Right, you right? still get mad and you might say, oh my God, I'm going to get a battle and you're like, but I think I'm going to do a 1 to 10 thing, probably going to look at this situation. Am yeah. I interested in the low frequency engagement right now? I'm going to indulge in that. Nah, not really. I think I'll drop that. Right. <laughs> okay. That would be a high frequency response. Response. That's the yeah. kind of person that you want in your tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not perfect in every way already, but I mean, that's okay. They can come too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of the places to look, you know, some of the things that we've tried, we went on a cruise. Yes. And we went on a cruise with a spiritual group. Because we figured there would be less alcohol for purpose, like they wouldn't be drinking all the time. There'd we were be... wrong about that one. Yeah, we were wrong about that one, because apparently cocktail parties were part of it. Yeah, they were sloshers, man. And we couldn't even get in the cocktail party. No, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't think that would have been very interesting. But, no, remember we crashed it for a minute to see what the hell's going on. Yeah, and, and we got uh, chucked out. We got chucked out, and it wasn't interesting at all. No, that yeah. sounds... And, um, you know, we did meet one or two interesting people. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we did have one or two interesting friends join. Mm -hmm. And we actually met friends in some of the ports. Yep. But um, we didn't find a new tribe mm. by going to that particular spiritual event cruise. No. We didn't even find any tribal members. No. But we just met the ones that we already had. Mm -hmm. That was it. strange, right? Well, that kind of part of our personality, too, because... We have been running the lone wolf a lot and we actively didn't try to make connections. Even when we found interesting people, we never asked them for their phone number or give them our website or email. You know, we didn't do that. Oh, we have to do something? Yeah, connect. Oh. We actually tried to avoid that at all costs. Like <laughs> Nice to meet you. Bye. See you later. Yes, exactly. Oh, you're interesting. Bye. Bye. Go. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you have to, I guess then the lesson there essentially is, you know, you have to be available. Yeah. You have to be proactive. And available means some way of finding you. Yes. Don't make yeah. it super hard for God's mm -hmm. sakes. Yep. 
Right. Okay. So we tried another thing. We did, um, we had events, events that we had, they definitely brought and helped build a tribe. Oh, definitely. Yes. So we were interested in XYZ. Maybe it's instant manifesting. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, um, brides and grooms of Gaia things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, um, exploration of the expansion of awareness things. Mm-hmm. So we will put together a, an event, which you can understand is like, okay, everybody here, I'm going to talk about this thing. We're going to talk about this thing. We're going to learn about this thing. It's going to be here. Uh, you can join in the process by mm-hmm. supporting it, paying for some of the food and the housing and come join with us and we'll do it together. It'd be a great thing. And those people that showed up, we're still in touch with every We're single one. We're still in touch with almost every single of, one of them. Not all of them, but the great majority. Right. So that turned out to be a good way to find your tribe, mm-hmm. which is yeah. to have an event yeah. about something that you're interested Just in. Been, yeah. Okay. Another thing we tried was, remember, we tried to f- go to an event of other people's gathering mm-hmm. who want to build a tribe. Right. The Freedom Cells, for yeah. example. That didn't go well for us. It didn't work out right. Yeah. The freedom cell thing, it's not that it's a bad thing, and I'm sure there's, there's groups that are great, yeah. and there's groups that are this and that and everything. Everyone, I'm sure all the groups are exploring the same things that mm-hmm. we're all exploring. Like, how do you learned, find your tribe, and, and what do you use for uh, your filter? And we've learned a lot of good stuff from their classes and events. Yeah, I'm not, they're not a bad group. Yeah, they're a good, good group. Yeah. But when we went to meet up, their focus and their energy wasn't... One of their groups, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of their groups. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, is that, uh, when you're trying to find your tribe and you have your filters, the filters of low frequency things, mm-hmm. when those are in an act, actively part of your process, then, uh, when you go find a group of people and it looks great on the top and then you go meet them, you find, oh, there's a lot of, uh, low frequency engagements in this group still. Mm-hmm. They're not, not it's not compatible with, with what, uh, I want. what we want to gather, yes, right? Exactly. Because their focus it's is not in the same place. Not in the same place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which isn't to say there wasn't anybody there whose focus wasn't. Right. And I probably, if we had, what do you call it? In some countries, they call it cajones. We could have stood up and said something <laughs> yeah. and been available to find for the alternative frequency. Right. Which probably there were some there just like us. Yeah. But we One didn't. lady did. Yeah. Actually, she's, yeah. she had the cojones. She yeah. stood up and said, what for? The what for, you guys? We ain't going there yeah. to blah, blah, blah. Exactly. We're not yeah. here for a battle. Yeah. Let's just make our own planet, our yeah. own place, our we own wolf grocery store, find our allies. Yeah. 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 She did. Yeah. But we didn't give her our email, did we? Nope. Or we her didn't. phone number or nothing? Nothing. We're not very good at it. No, we're not very good at it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying better, better, yes. every time better, better. It's actually a miracle that we're even part of any tribe. And even a greater miracle that we're part of a high-frequency physical tribe. <laughs> I mean, that's just a huge miracle that, uh, that we've managed to do that. We've become part of a high-frequency tribe in a physical locality. Yes. Because it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, we make it very hard, I think. I think that we get our orchestrations have to come into play in order to bring it yeah. about. It's like living at the community house. Yes. Oh Remember my gosh. how that came to be? It yes. wasn't because we chose it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because we wanted to. No, it wasn't. Yeah, we got uh, quite a few 
I guess we'll call it strong nudges in that direction. It's like, okay, you can stay here, but you don't get any water. Right. In other places, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You want water? Go over here. Yeah. Water is your, water mm -hmm. is life. Yes. <laughs> Got lots of water at the Shaman Shack. You could stay there. <laughs> and it's hot and it flows. Yes. <laughs> we get pushed around by water occasionally. We do. <laughs> well, now lately we've tried another thing. We did. Um, one of the things we do is ingest podcasts. Yeah, we do. Interesting we, we people. Like, we like to listen to podcasts that right. are interesting people that are exploring reality or exploring high frequency things mm -hmm. and also like getting street smart about low frequency things. Right, right. We have some favorites. Right, we have favorite um, podcasters. Yes. They have, you know, I'm not saying they bat a thousand. No. But. I mean. They generally We don't necessarily speaking, agree with everything they say or even all, all their guests. I mean, maybe 20% of everything. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, depends on the guest. But they're most certainly interesting. And to me, that's one of the things. I like interesting people. Right. Like, what is to me interesting? Somebody who will explore something and expands one's awareness or it's interesting how they their journey of exploration is super interesting. I like that. I like that. I like and sometimes too. when they get to the right conclusion, they go, yes, you did it. Yes. And when they get to the, they go off into some sort of, they go, oh man, oh, you were man. so close. How did you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in doing that, we open ourselves up to being, to finding interesting, interesting things. people and tribes. Yes. yes. And so, um, I get, you know, we listen. I guess we could say who we listen to oh, a few. Of course, yeah. yeah. Crow Triple Seven is yes. kind of. In, he, I really like listening to yeah, he's some really of his. Cool. He gets pretty far out there. He does. And you know, he definitely has his righteous moments. He does. And victim and aggressor he has moments. Victim aggressor moments. <laughs> but he does his expansion of aware moments he really well. Definitely has his expansion of aware moments extremely well. Yeah. I give him like an A plus. A plus plus. Yeah. Totally. And there's very interesting people that he finds he to talk to about yeah. very interesting topics, and he's very well. I guess I would call it organized. In other words, yes. they have a list of questions yes. that they have the topics they, topics want, to they want to explore. They've shared it with yeah. the other person, I mm -hmm. think, probably, so they know and they're well prepared yes. to enter into this conversation. But they're yes. not afraid to follow a path off the exactly. side if they want. But they say, yes. hey, I know, now this is off topic, let's go back. Yes. So he got good structure. He's really good. Yeah, he's a very good uh, podcaster or interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good. So our last... The last podcast we listened to him, it was about building community, mm -hmm. finding your tribe, <laughs> and uh, found a Beartopia, is that what Beartopia? it's called? Let's see, what is it called? Something with bears, but Beartaria. Beartaria, Beartaria. Beartaria. They have an app and a community. Yeah, they have the Beartaria Times, which is yes. the newspaper. It's a mm -hmm. website. Yeah. And they have an app called Beartaria. Yeah. And we went on the Beartaria app, and we we all... And our uh, instant manifestation workshop alumni group, which that's a great boom tribe. Group. That's, a <laughs> that's tribe. a great tribe. Yes, that's yeah. an excellent. That tribe. is an excellent tribe. Yeah, we all made. That's from um, Ibens Academy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that is Ibens Academy, by the way. I mean, oh my gosh! I just uh, that's something we'll talk about in the second hour. Okay. IMW alumni group. Yeah. Second hour. 
definitely. Oh my gosh. Exploring what that means, what it means to be part of a extremely powerful, high capable, high frequency tribe. Yeah. Very was, powerful. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Anyways, we all put, <laughs> we all put together bear teria, um, and we were Profiles looking through their groups something. and going, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one, I like, I like that, that one. one. <laughs> I mean, you know, groups of interest. They're groups of and interest. Was, yeah, and inside and it are so interesting people with high super frequency. Super interesting, interesting people. people. Yeah, yeah. All gathered under banner of, yeah. we're not here to fight the system, we're here to create, create the, the world s- and the systems that we love. Exactly. That's it. That's the energy that we all should be embodying right now. Right. So. As light workers. We jumped in feet head first mm-hmm. to check it out. Yes. And so far, so good. So far, so good. I so, had very good interactions in there so far, and we've only been there like less than twenty-four hours. So. Less than twenty-four hours, yes. Yeah. And a very nice twenty-four hours. Very nice twenty-four hours, yes. So that was Crow Triple Seven, his podcast, and he has a paid second-hour feed, which is like our subscribe star second mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. And um, I highly recommend that you do the full. If you're gonna do it, oh yeah, do, do it. The when two you find hours, the things man. that you like, Absolutely. support them. Yeah, it's pointless. So yeah, so go not. to Crow, Crow Triple Seven, Crow with two R's. Oh yeah, C O R R. I'm sorry, C R R O W seven seven seven, and tell them that Larry and Inelia from Driving to the Rest sent you. <laughs> yeah, sure. There you go. <laughs> tell them. Yeah. Go tell them. Another one I like is Freeman. Freeman TV. Yeah, FreemanTV.com. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good too. I mean, he's an old hat at podcasting. He's been doing it since the before you even had a podcast yes. player. Yeah, he was actually at the conference in 2012 that you were at, the silent meditation one, at the place we don't speak. Oh of. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met him. Bolt talked to him around the fire one night. He has lots of stories. He traveled around the country in a spiral. You know, <laughs> Old bus that gets about 10 gallons to the mile instead of miles to the gallon. (laughs) (laughs) With no money and no house and no income. And he somehow, through a secretistic journey, you know, made it all the way around forever with that bus not breaking down and had lots of adventures of merry men, you know, fun. So he's a very interesting person. Right. And so he knows lots of interesting people and talks about lots of interesting things and explores all basically the topics that we do. Again, you know, not 100%, but come on, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty dang good. And he also has a second hour. He does. That you can support him through. Yeah. Which but also... I highly recommend. Extremely interesting second hours. Extremely, yeah. yeah. Well, he does delve into the dark and the he dastardly, does. and I avoid mm, some of too them much are a of those. a little bit harsh, but... Yeah, because, you know, he does have some of that background. He does. He has he's, that family lineage, even. He does, yeah, he does. But it's like a... He pulls himself out of it. He does, yeah. Yeah. But he's not immune to it. No, he's not immune to it. But it's still worth listening. And, you know, being a little selective, I guess. Yeah. Another one we really enjoy is the Higher Side Chats, Greg Carlwood. Yeah. We also have a second hour subscription to theirs. Yeah, Again, like I said, Mm -hmm. if you enjoy the first hour, support it. I know. Support it. Support the things that you love. Exactly. Yes. Support the things, the things that, that inspire you, like. you the, that you love or you like, or, you know, expand your awareness, support it. Don't yeah. be passive. 
Yeah, this Don't is not the time leech. for passivity. <laughs> or leeching from other people. Come on. <laughs> That's a way to say it. Yeah. So yeah, we do the second hour on his yeah. too. And twice because uh, we paid it twice because I couldn't get into our family account. So I paid for it again. Well, <laughs> so we go. paid twice <laughs> for the higher side chat guy. Again, you know, he's not a thousand percent. Not every show is the greatest ever, but you know, we have found more interesting people in our lives through listening to him find interesting people. Yeah, exactly. Than most any other way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like spend and a... Books, interesting books interesting and knowledge. Books, interesting knowledge. Expansion of awareness and exploration of awareness. All sorts of interesting things. Our Brown's Gas Machine. Yes. I think yeah. that came through one of his interviews. And mm-hmm. then Freeman TV also did the same thing. Right, right. It's like we are a part of those, those tribes. These yeah, we do. These three shows are yeah. connected in ways. Yeah. Right. And ours, of course. And ours, too. Yeah. I like my family thinks I'm crazy because, you know, yeah. my family thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not that fond of that one I know you're much. not. I, know. I mean, sometimes he has interesting things to say and some interesting people, but mostly I don't really like that one very much. Right. I kind of like it because my family thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. So the title, yeah, you the identify title with the title. I huh? identify with yeah. the title, yeah. Yeah. I like, for me. Yeah. I like... Brett Weinstein's Dark Horse podcast. Yeah, I'm starting to listen to that one too. And I'm starting to find that he does have some interesting topics and interesting people come in. He's a bit I exhaustive, think, honestly. Yeah, but I can't listen to him for very long. Right, but he's he's uh, what we would call, well, what we learned him to be as from Cliff explaining he was his normie um, thermometer. Or he like he that. used to be a normie, not so he's much not anymore. He's not so much anymore. Right. <laughs> now he's uh, kicked off him. of YouTube. <laughs> I can they listen lost, to him for five minutes, they lost and he's got interesting things, but yeah. then after that, I'm done. They lost half of their family revenue by getting kicked off of YouTube. Well, that's... I, I'm, I warned people years ago, don't become dependent on Google Ads or YouTube um, money because that controls you. They're going to control you through that. Right. And people, some people listen, some people didn't. And now there's, you know. Well, he's not screwed because he didn't, uh. Put a hundred percent in. But we've known people with a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, they're just done and out. But, you know. What I like about him is that he's scientist. He's very science oriented. Isn't he a doctor or something? He and his wife are both PhD doctors. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're not unfamiliar with the process of being uh, stigmatized for what they say mm-hmm. because their entire fame, in a sense, mm-hmm. came from um, being accused of being racist at a college that was uh, extremely wokey. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they were the, they're completely opposite of racist, naturally. Right. And yeah. he said the experience, you know, of being accused of something that clearly mm-hmm. was false and then watching how herd mentality in a sense yeah. you know the people that they had lunch and dinner with and they were their peers and they were their friends and their closest allies and everything mm-hmm. turned on them like so fast a head spin yeah 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 because they were basically spineless yep they didn't <laughs> have a spine they weren't able to have their own thought or opinion yeah. and they weren't able to even they were too see afraid it. and yeah. they were too afraid yeah. they're ruled oh i don't want to be a you know a I don't with outcast like you like you I don't want to be uh, thought of as a racist. with you because I will destroy my career. So bye. Bye. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not the type of people you so want to So he's going through that similar experience with uh, Cootie, 
Kudikiers. The Kudikiers, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been interesting. But yeah, Cliff, Cliff High. Cliff High, yeah. Yeah, we love Cliff High. <laughs> and again, it's like no, it's not like we. This is Cliff High is a really interesting character for me. He used to release the Cliff Notes years ago, mm-hmm. and I would I would get those and I would read them and you know it's like. Most of it, I couldn't understand the word he was saying. No, I know. <laughs> but I always found them interesting. I always found them interesting. And then he has, you know, he does release some podcasts or, or videos every now and then. And even though I might not agree with a lot of he, what he says, I just find him fascinating. <laughs> I just no. love, the, love the way he speaks. <laughs> I love the way he puts his ideas together and explorations and his analysis and it's just one of those connections, you know, yeah. it's like, we're like, it feels very connected. <laughs> and I remember when this whole Kuri thing came out, he came out, he had a video on YouTube, <laughs> wearing a mask on, on by goggles. himself and goggles and gloves. <laughs> and all he said was, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's all he said for five minutes. And he was, I mean, he was totally out of his mind, right? Yeah, he, was. he had lost it. And it's like, oh my God, you poor thing. And then he came back and was like, sorry about that, guys, you know. <laughs> I thought it was something and, and they failed at their design. Their design so, is miserable, so it's okay. I'm not working no more. <laughs> and it was like, he was back, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was really interesting and I just like him. I just like the way he speaks and everything. I don't know if I would like him as a person, probably not. But it's like what he does and the... And I, sometimes I would put on his video and I was watching him talk and, you know, do his drawings and <laughs> yeah. do his things and drink his coffee or whatever he's drinking. And he Chaga does tea, his chugga tea and he has his sleep thing and he has a lot of good info, you know, a lot, a lot of good info. He's one of these individuals that he may not be an f- official scientist, but he's definitely a human collective scientist. Mm-hmm, and I like mm-hmm. that kind of core essential understanding of the universe uh, that used to be the scientific mind. And he does have that. So he explores in that way. And I love the way and the way his mind works and he goes places, you know, and he's just like, I love to watch his stuff. I, most of the time I finish watching it. I don't remember <laughs> or understand what he talked about, but it's interesting. Yeah. And then I listen to it again, it. and then, yeah, he stretches your mind, you know? Mm. And then sometimes he gets it spot on, and it's like, oh, my God, that's so great. You know, and then sometimes it's like, what is he talking about? I, I need to look at this in further. But he doesn't put it out there in a way that you're wrong, because there's other people who do that. But it's like, yeah, you bunch of idiots, you're all wrong, and this is actually the truth and the only truth and nothing but the truth. And the rest that you think and believe, and I know that I'm the only person who understands it on the planet right now. Like, nah, he doesn't have that. I think he 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 doesn't have that. So when he explores new ideas for the human collective... He's full of enthusiasm, right? right, right? right. He's like that? so infused with enthusiasm. Oh my God. And he might say, yeah, not many people get this, but here it is. Isn't that fascinating? And I love that energy. So Cliff, Cliff High. <laughs> <laughs> Recently he hasn't been doing much because he's busy in the physical world, creating his homestead and sourcing out his, his house, right? Ex- yeah. And he's working on uh, magnetisms and devices and yeah he's busy on physical projects i think yeah yeah and he's changed from i guess his shop is so full of stuff he doesn't do his videos in there he has to do them in his front yard looking over the ocean now because 
<laughs> it's too full of stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, he's busy. Yeah. I like uh, Wise Traditions, which I is... I don't remember that one. That's a... Uh, that's a... Um, the food... Uh, what's the name of the... What's the name? Almost anybody can Ooh. put a tomato plant Ooh. in. Oh, the Price Foundation? Western Price, yeah. Western A. Yeah, Price. Western and that's Price. part of what Dr. Cowan is about. Yes. And incidentally, Dr. Cowan... He's got a subscribe star that I subscribe oh, to. Oh, Dr. Cowan, of course. Yeah, I love his podcasts. I will, like, it's another person that I just love to watch everything he creates and talks about. And I find, I identify with him a lot because he does question and answers a lot. Yeah. And people ask him the same question <laughs> over and over. And over. He's like, he's such, he's got so much more patience than I do. <laughs> he just goes, nods a little bit and gives the same answer, you know? And yep. not a little bit, and sometimes he just <laughs> smiles and goes, okay, yeah, all right. And then he just gives the answer again. It's like, he has such patience and he can, you can tell his energy, his heart is it's like huge heart, you know? He's such a nice person. He's yeah, just conversations total, with Dr. Cohen. He's authentic for he's crying authentic, out loud. Authentic. He was a practicing doctor with an MD license in California. Yes. And he was practicing medicine in the way that he felt medicine should be practiced. Right. Not outside the rules, but not following the, um, the structure. Cha-ching. The ching Right, the ching structure. Yeah. So he wasn't so much about treating symptom because symptom he found was actually the cure. Yeah. Your symptom is the flushing. Yeah. The flushing is the part that makes your body healthy. Yeah. So, you know, he was cognizant of it. And at some point he realized this license that I'm having limits me from what I can say and do. Yeah. And I no longer accept that limit. Right. So I, he released the he released the license. Yeah. And he moved to States. a yeah. place in the state place in the country, I think New yeah. Hampshire or something. Yeah. Where he was he had roots and history and family and garden and that started growing I don't yeah. know, chickens and cats right. and food. And, and he likes to having explore. Having his exploration he, conversations. Yeah, and, and when he doesn't know something, he'll say, yeah, I don't know that. I'll, I'll explore it, you yeah. know? He and actually, like we suggested the Browns gas machine to him. We did, yeah. Through the subscribe star, one of the yeah. things. And he explored it. He got one. And yeah. he had an interesting interview with him. I, know, <laughs> I thought the interview, interview wasn't, wasn't the greatest. Good, yeah. They didn't have a, comp- a, a connection, connection time-wise yeah. right, yeah. I think. Because yeah. like... Uh, they have different styles. One fellow wants to tell his story, his yeah. whole story, because it has emotional impact to him. Right. And Dr. Cohen wanted to hear about the effect. Yes. Or the As per- a doctor, the, right? Yeah. The, what is the science of it or yeah. something? And so the stories weren't matching. And mm-hmm. so it felt a little awkward, that interview. Yeah. But needless to say, I love listening to what he says. Me too. Yeah. And uh, that's conversations with Dr. Cohen. And I do subscribe to his subscribe stuff. Yep. We do. Because I also find it extremely important to support the things that I like. Yes. When I go to Walmart and I find organic hot dogs, <laughs> I will buy them. Yeah. <laughs> For example. Right. I support the things that I want to see more of. Yes. That's how I think of it. And so I'm not only supporting it, I'm obligated in my mind when I see the things that I want presented, I'm obligated to support them. Yes. Because that's what I want to support in this planet. Mm-hmm. More of this, more of that. Yeah. All right.
So Dr. Cohen, yes, definitely no less. Conversations with Dr. Cohen and his subscribe yes. star. I like the Ripple Effect podcast too. He's uh, from Portugal. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. I like him too. He's, yeah. uh, yeah, he's like, you know, not to be overly critical of anybody, he's exploring these things and he, as he explores these things, he relates it back to his upbringing, yeah. Portugal, farm, <laughs> like off the grid to before there was a grid is where yes. he, his family grew up, you know, and then he moved to the U.S. and he went through the whole process of being so a teenager. That, I think that expanded his awareness, yes, right? Yes, he had yes. to expand his awareness having those very, very different experiences. The title's interesting, and it mm-hmm. says experience. These little ripples go out, mm-hmm. and they make big, huge changes. So he has interesting conversations with mm-hmm. pretty interesting people that I wouldn't expect him to have access to even, you know? Mm-hmm. But he ain't afraid to Ask call him. him up, say, hey, let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very like that. I like that. Um, there's a few more. Lighting of the Void we haven't listened to for a while. We haven't, no. Something seemed like since he moved, something happened. Yeah. And... uh Frequency changed a little, yeah, bit. a little bit. Yeah, I might check in with him again. Yeah, we can check back and see what's going on there. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Freakonomics Radio we haven't listened to for a while either because yeah. it kind of got a little bit too cootie cured. Poo, yeah. A little cootie cured there. Power over others. Power over others, yeah. yeah. The topics were interesting. And the exploration of them were interesting, yeah. but the uh, energies have shifted in that too. The agenda came a little bit too hard. Yeah, they've always had the agendas of the teaching uh, and power over others, but it got really intense. So yeah, it was like, yeah, I can't listen to you anymore. I mean, before I could put up with it a little bit because the topics were interesting, the people were interesting, but now it's way too much. It's you just know, exhaustive. It's just exhaustive. Yeah. And one of my other favorites, How I Built This. Yeah. That yeah. one. Also went a little bit. Yeah, it Ooh, did. Brothers. The old, yeah. st- the stories are good though. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a basically he interviews. Oops. It's time. It's time. <laughs> oh. Hold on. I'll go and switch that off. All right. I'll hold your mic, honey. Okay. You hold my mic. How did you know it was time? I think we actually have gone to our hour. Where is it? Oh, right next to me. It's an hour and 18, honey. You're over time. Who is it? <laughs> it's upstairs, I think. Is it? Okay. I, got I don't even know whose alarm it is. One o'clock on the... Oh, you know what we missed? What did we miss? The pure heart. We were doing pure heart throughout our... We were pure hearting our podcast. I guess you did say you can sit in pure heart and do anything. <laughs> yes. And so... We did that. So what I was talking about was how I built this with Guy Raz. And that show was very interesting because, uh, interested in businesses. How do they build these giant businesses? How do they start? And where, what do they do? And what experiences they have while they were doing it? And what worked? What didn't work? And, you know, through listening to, I don't know, 50 of them or something, you kind of have an idea of yeah. all of the ways how the few human collective functions even. Right. Yeah. All the ways the giant thing starts. Yeah. And what they did to start it and what their why was. Yeah. And what brought them through, what carried mm-hmm. them through no matter what's kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a good show. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And probably there's one or two other shows that we listen to on occasion, but that pretty much covers it. I think the main ones, yes, for sure. Yeah. Um 
And of course, our show. Driving to the Res. Driving to the Res, which also has a second hour, by the way. Yes. When you find things in this world that you... What is like, the word? Inspire like, you. inspire you, or what you want to see more of in this yeah. world. Support it. Support it, for crying out loud. Yeah. You're obligated to. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make more of the world that you want. Exactly. Support the things that you want in the world. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Love you, honey. Love you, darling. Mm-hmm.